Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is How to Hear Jesus Talk to You. So let's acknowledge him because he said when we gathered in his name, he'd be here. So Jesus, we thank you that you want to be where we are. We thank you that you said when two or more gathered in your name, you would be here. So we acknowledge you. We just believe that you are. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory in your name. We pray. Amen. And so if it seems weird to you when someone says that they heard God talk to them or God said this or God said that, I want to clear that up for you today. Um, Starting in 1 Corinthians um, 13, actually 1 Corinthians 2, 16, it says, For who has known and understood the mind and the counsels and the purposes of the Lord as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge? But we have the mind of Christ, the Messiah, and, and hold the thoughts and feelings and purposes of his heart. And so that is exactly what happens. And sometimes we say we heard God, but we actually have his thoughts. And maybe you're wondering, well, how can that be? Well, when you get born again, when you get born of above, from above, when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, actually the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you. And um, he, he talks to you. I mean, he's living on the inside of you, so he talks to you, and you can feel him, and you have his thoughts. And that makes so much sense because he is living on the inside of you. So John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all truth and the whole full truth, for he will not speak of his own message, of his own authority, but he will tell you whatever he hears from the Father. He will give you the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you things um, to come, things that will happen in the future. So that's one thing. He tells you things to come. I kind of read it backwards. I wanted to read the other one first. But he tells you things to come. Um, He warns you of things. He's living on the inside of you. So what happens when you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, actually God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, comes and lives on the inside of you, and He tells you things. He talks to you. He shows you um, how to live in God's kingdom. I want to read to you, actually, before I go on, John, t- John 14, 16. Um, here it is. For you have not—no, this is that's not right. John 14, 16. That's not right. Oh, I'm in 15, that's why. Sorry. John 14, 16, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter. Jesus was leaving, and he was telling the disciples that he wasn't leaving them comfortless, but the Holy Spirit would come. And he said, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby, that he may remain with you forever. This is an amplified classic Bible, so it kind of amplifies the words. So anyway, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot see, receive, or welcome to take heart to because it does not see him or know or recognize him. But you will know and recognize him. And so if you haven't asked Jesus, if you haven't decided to believe and you haven't asked him to come and live on the inside of you, that would be why it seems weird if you hear someone say that God talked to them or they they know what they're supposed to do. It's a knowing. We know his thoughts. So I read these three scriptures to you that explain 
um, actually each of them explained the whole um, thing of how we can hear God. Jesus said the world won't get it because you have to ask him. You have to ask him to come and love on the inside of you. You have to decide you're going to agree with him and you're going to let him be your God. And when you make that decision, then you're going to feel him too. And you're going to know what he's saying to you and your thoughts are going to be his thoughts. His thoughts are going to be your thoughts. Amen. And um, so you're going to know what he's thinking. You're even going to know how he feels as we read in Corinthians. We're going to have the thoughts, feeling, and purposes of his heart. It's an amazing thing to know how God feels about something. And um, so he is like a real person living on the inside of you. And when you know what he's thinking and you know how he feels, it's so easy to fall in love with him and then even care what he cares about. And he cares about everyone. He's in love with his children. Jesus came so we could see the Father. He came to show us the Father. He said he only said and did what the Father said and did. And so when he was here, the disciples fell in love with him. And um, when he told them he was going to go, they were grieved. And he said he wouldn't leave them as orphans. And actually, it would be better for them that he go because the Holy Spirit would come and live on the inside of them. So Jesus was here in the flesh, and then when he um, he left, the Holy Spirit came and was living on the inside of them. So that was so much better anyway because him living on the inside of you all the time. So you can hear Jesus yourself, and that first step then is to ask him to come and live on the inside of you, to believe that he gave up his life for you, to believe that he bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He shed his blood for you so you could be right with the Father. He did all that for you. And when you decide you're going to believe and you're going to make him your Lord, then he will come. Revelation 3.20 says that he's going to come if you invite him and he's going to live on the inside of you. And he's going to dine with you. He is, and that means really pretty much that he's going to hang out with you. He's going to live on the inside of you. And the thing is, is that you have to obey him. You have to make that decision that you're going to obey him because that's really how you live in the kingdom of God, by obeying him. Because we don't know how to live in the kingdom of God without him instructing us, which is the very reason that he's there to teach us and to guide us, to tell us things to come, to remind us of the things that Jesus said. And so he's going to be our counselor, as we read, or stand by anything that we need. And I think it's amazing to have someone to um, depend upon, so I don't have to depend upon myself or even depend upon someone who doesn't know God. And so it's an amazing thing um, to have Jesus living on the inside of you. It's an amazing thing to think the God of the universe would care that much that he would come and live on the inside of us. And I started to say that you do have to obey him. And when you obey him, then his voice is stronger. Then then you can feel him. He's tangible, more tangible than he is if you're not listening. And so the more you listen, the closer you get to him. Because the more you listen, the more he can trans, um, transform you, recreate you into his likeness. And, you know, the more you're like someone, the more you hang out with them. And so that is really what happens. And so at your permission, he comes, he lives on the inside of you, 
and then he makes himself known to you. In John 14, 21, he said that if you love him, you'll obey him, and he'll manifest himself to you. He said when the disciples asked how to pray, he said to pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And he also said the kingdom of God is within you. So I said all that to help you to know that you live in heaven on the earth as he lives on the inside of you. And when Jesus said, pray that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven as we live out his, his um, commands. And, you know, his commands aren't grief, griefsome or hard or anything like that. His commands are good, and they're good for you. And he wants you to have a good life. John 10.10 10 says that he came that you may have life, have it to the full until it overflows. And so those are, um, that, that's what his commands are about. He brings you to the place where you can have and enjoy your life. So his commands get you to that place. His instruction gets you to that place. He has his word, John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word is God. And so when you follow this word, you're getting to know him. And then you're going to see that the things that he tells you to do are good. And they're good for you. And sometimes they don't seem to make sense and they might seem too hard. But if you keep following him, you'll see the good in what he's calling you to do. I also want to mention John 10, 27. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they follow me and they will have eternal life. So if you're wondering how to have eternal life, if you're thinking that it's just a prayer because you don't want to go to hell and you just say, okay, I believe I don't want to go to hell. And so in John 3, 16, says that. It says, um, for God so loved the world that whoever believes in him will have life. For God so loved the world, I missed part, that um, he gave his only son and whoever believes in him will have eternal life. But I want to point out to you that believing in him is an action. When you believe in Jesus, that means you're going to obey him. When you believe in, in Jesus, your life is going to change. So it's not just a prayer to get to heaven, but it's an invitation to a relationship with Jesus. And he's going to show you who he is, and his thoughts are going to be your thoughts, and um, his ways are going to be your ways, and you're going to come in agreement with him. And a true Christian, Jesus said, is one that receives from God. John um, 15, 1 through 8, I would encourage you to read it. It says that we are the branches, Jesus is the vine, the Father is the vine dresser. And so what he does is he gets all the world out of us so that we can be in agreement with him. And then he said we can ask whatever we will and it'll be done for us and we'll re be representing the Father, we'll be glorifying the Father and we'll be showing to be a true disciple of his and so a, a real Christian isn't someone who just says a prayer and then goes and lives their life back the other way. But a real Christian is someone who says the prayer knowing they're going to have a relationship with Jesus and commit to his way and start changing so that you can fit into heaven. If you ever heard the song, Away in a Manger, it says, um, the last verse says, and fit is for heaven to live with you there. And that's true. We got to be fit for heaven. We can't live in heaven the way um, we live here on the earth. We got to sort of get cleaned up, and the way we do that is to transform 
into his likeness, to come in agreement with how he lives in his kingdom, to come in agreement with him. And his law is love, and so it's not hard. It's not, it's not grievesome. It's easy. It's easy because everything he does is about love, and he helps you get to the place where you can love as well, where you can love the kind of love he loves, and there's no conditions with that, and um, there's no sorrow with it, and he he helps you, you know, the, the world, they can try to love, but they still have pain and unforgiveness because of the pain, and God takes that pain away, and he heals you, and he even gives you insight as to why that person did what they did to you, you know, and that's really why we don't forgive, because we're hurt. Um, over something someone did to us. And so if you decide that you want Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, I would love to say that prayer with you. And then when he comes and lives on the inside of you, you're going to start seeing things you didn't see before because you have God living on the inside of you, his spirit, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. And you're going to see and know things you couldn't see without Jesus. And that's what... Um, Jesus was telling the disciples, he was saying, they're not going to recognize me, they're not going to know me, but you will. And so it, it's a special thing, and it's especially awesome to know that he's going to come and live on the inside of you and tell you things to come and remind you of the things he said and teach you how to live in heaven right here on the earth. And so if you want to say that prayer, if you want to live, um, go for from an ordinary life to living an extraordinary life, then you can ask him to come and live on the inside of you. And then if you really mean that, he's going to come and he's going to change your life. And you're not going to live like you lived before. You should know that ahead of time, but you're going to live better. And he's going to take care of you and you can lean on him. You don't have to lean on yourself and he's going to, you can trust him. My favorite scriptures is, scripture is Romans 10, 11, where you never be ashamed that you trusted him. And so you can trust him, and he's going to lead you in a way that is good. And then you don't have to worry about yourself. All you have to do is um, love, be like him, and love others. And then he just takes care of you. He's that good. He's so in love with you. And he just wants you to wants to take care of you. You don't have to worry anymore. You don't have to be stressed out anymore. In fact, he said, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, if you can't make a decision to do something, or um, if, if, you, if you have a lot of indecision with Jesus, it's so much easier because he just tells you what to do, and you know you're doing the right thing, and you know you're not making a mistake, and you know you can lean on him. Whereas if you don't have him, you're just randomly guessing and really living by chance. You know, the world says good luck, and that is, you know, living by chance, not knowing for sure how things are going to turn out. But with Jesus, you live blessed. There is no chance about it. You just know how it's going to turn out. And so anyway, he's going to give you his thoughts. He's going to talk to you. And he's going to lead you. All you got to do is follow him. My sheep know my voice. They follow me. And they have eternal life, and that's how you get to heaven. And so remember, it's not a prayer that you can just get to heaven, but it's a whole life-changing thing. It's a relationship with Jesus. He comes and lives on the inside of you and teaches you how to live in heaven. And he also has a special assignment for you while you're on the earth 
you know, he can tell you what that is. And he uses your gifts and your talents, the things that you love to do. So you're going to end up just really loving your life so much more than you did before. Or maybe you, you don't like your life right now, and but you will when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you. So let's say that prayer, dear Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you are in love with us and that you want to come and live on the inside of us and be our God. And we just welcome you. We're just asking you right now to have a relationship with us, come live on the inside of us and tell us things to come. Remind us of the things you said. We thank you that we'll know your thoughts, that we're going to feel your presence, that you're even going to manifest yourself to us. We know that our life won't be the same, and this just isn't a prayer to get to heaven, but it's a relationship that we're going to commit to. And Lord, as we commit to you, please help us to be faithful to you. Please help us to recognize and understand that your way is vital. And as we live according to what you're calling us to do, as we don't take light of it, we can live that abundant life. And um, yeah, thanks. You're so good to us. We love you so much. And we thank you. And in your name we pray. Amen. So if you said that prayer, he is now living on the inside of you, whether you can feel him or not. Sooner or later, you will feel him. Your part is to obey him, to get to know him. John 1, 1 says he is his word. And so you want to look at the word of God, and then you'll be looking at Jesus. And start in Matthew, start in the New Testament. And um, you're going to get to know Jesus. And then the other good thing to do is get on your knees every morning and talk to him. You might want to put on some worship music, and you can just go to YouTube and type in worship music. And you can get all kinds of good stuff on there. Maybe light a candle and just make it really special. And he's going to start talking to you. And as I said, the more you obey him, the more you're going to hear him. So if you said that prayer, I would so love it if you would let me know. And um, if I inspired or inspired you in any way, I would love that too, if you'd let me know. And um, Jesus said, I just want to point out, that we can't do anything without him. So don't like try to be religious and don't try to do this stuff without him. And um, just ask him to help you to do everything. Um, Philippians says that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So some of the things that maybe you're going to have to do might seem a little hard, but all you have to do is ask Jesus to help you. And when he said that we can't do anything without him, he was talking about us being on the vine, where the branch is on the vine. So you just got to stay connected to him. And apart from him, you can't do it. You can't um, serve God without being connected to him, without hearing him, you know, and that's the coolest thing. And that's the thing some people don't believe. So yeah, you have to hear him. You have to know his thoughts so that he can transform you. He can lead you. My sheep know my voice and they follow me. So if we can't hear him, then how can we follow him, right? So I hope that I helped you today. And again, if um, I inspired you in any way, or if you just said this prayer for the first time, I would so love it if you'd let me know. Thanks so much for listening today, and God bless you.